0: well praise the lord once again pastor jerry coming to you wherever you're at it's always an honor always a privilege to be able to minister the word of god to you and actually we're just excited that uh, you're plugging in with us connecting with us Um, whether you're listening by podcast or watching uh, uh on the internet or with uh roku or whatever it is vimeo whatever it is you're watching we're just grateful that you're connecting with us praise god Today, again, being uh, like our Sunday service, we're going to dive into John chapter 10 once again, John chapter 10, and the last two, three weeks, we've been talking about, really about knowing the difference between good and evil, light and dark, you know, uh, sweet and bitter, you know. Uh, Anyway, the idea is that, uh, you know, in our day and age, there's a lot of confusion out there, and so what I'm attempting to do here, which it kind of turned into a series, which I never necessarily intended for that to happen, but that's what happened, um, trying to address a lot of the confusion of things, uh, you know, especially with us as children of God, we should know the difference. We should know, you know, a good God and, a, uh, and understand the fact that we have a bad devil, you know, and so with that said, let's, let's read our opening or our key verse anyway, John 10 and 10, Jesus talking, He said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Obviously, there's a difference between the enemy, the thief, and Jesus. One comes to take life. One comes to give life, all right? In this case, an abundant life he's talking about. The word there, uh, life, is the Greek word zoe, which means absolute life or pure life. It means a life that's absent of the curse, which is going to be a key word today, uh, darkness or death, all right? It refers to an abundant abundant life or the life of God. The word abundant actually means to exceed beyond, superabound, uh, superior in quality, and it also brings in the hint of an advantage given, okay? So anytime you're living the abundant life, you have a life that's given you really, in a sense, the advantage, okay, in, in life, okay? So uh, it's pretty cool to know. The New Living Translation, let's go ahead and give you some of that, says this, the thief's purpose, I like that, okay, it's bringing out the purpose, okay? The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. As I said earlier, uh, the enemy comes to take life, you know that's the difference, right? The enemy comes to take life. Jesus came to give life. All right, and we've used that illustration multiple times. When the posse uh, said, "Let's call fire down on this city," he said, "Listen, you—you've obviously missed the boat here. Okay, you—you you have no idea what you're saying and from what spirit you're coming from." He said, "I didn't come to destroy lives. I came to save lives." All right, that's the difference between the enemy and our Lord and Savior. All right, the Passion Translation of this verse says, A thief has only one thing in mind. That's how he words it. Uh, The thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that to give life or to give you everything in abundance more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. All right, the Message Translation in that second part of that verse says that, that you may have a real and eternal life, a better life than you ever dreamed of, the Amplified brings out that you may have life and enjoy life. I like how he words that, uh, and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So obviously there's a real uh, distinction there between uh, what the enemy's doing and what Jesus came to do. The uh, uh, Some references we used, uh, one is out of Acts uh, chapter 10. Uh, he said that uh, Jesus went about doing good, Acts 10 and 38, I believe it is. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the enemy. So we see the enemy oppresses, Jesus heals, all right? We also know in 1 John 3 and 8, just kind of throwing these all out to you real quick, said, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that He might destroy the works of the devil. So in other words, He came to oppose what the enemy was doing. The enemy steals, the enemy takes, the enemy oppresses, the enemy uh, you know, deceives, manipulates, lies. But Jesus came to do the complete opposite. He came to give life. Amen. To eliminate the lies, to eliminate the deception, to eliminate the ignorance, to eliminate the darkness. All right. And uh, so that's what uh, what the difference is. Now, the reason I, you know, kind of been hammering on this a little bit. Isaiah chapter five and verse twenty brings out that uh, he said, "Woe to those." who call evil good and call here we go woe to those who call evil good in my notes here and good evil there we go who put darkness for light and lightness light for darkness who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter but he says woe to those who call evil good and good evil now you know i you know you read that and my first impression is you know that there's there's going to be trouble bubba you know, for those that are saying these things and doing these things, in which I don't think that's necessarily wrong in context of what it said there in Isaiah. But as I've been meditating on this, I've been um, thinking about how it's woe to us if we get this backwards, not necessarily because of trouble, uh, you know, from, from anything, but it's just more about the fact that you're missing out on that abundant life. You're missing out on what you're called to. So in a sense, woe to us if we get this wrong, we get this backwards, all right? And that's why I felt like in my heart to really kind of dive into this a little deeper. So we've been talking about knowing the difference. We've been talking about, I think last week, we might even titled to eliminate the confusion. Today, uh, let's, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about the difference between the, the blessing and the curse, okay? But I, I, I kind of want to set the stage a little bit. So let's go to... Uh, Well, since we're in John, let's go to John chapter 8, back up a couple chapters here. John chapter 8, and um, let's see here, I think I'm going to do it this way. Um, Verse 31 and 32, Jesus, of course, talking, he said, said to the Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you abide in my word, now we know according to the gospels here that his word is truth. I believe it's in John 17 brings out. Okay. So if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, a lot of times we've stressed on this, that what makes you free is the truth, you know, and how you get to know the truth is because you abide You discipline yourself, and you abide and remain in that Word. That's what it means to abide, to remain or continue, uh, to stay with it, stick with it. All right, so you take this Word, and as you get to know this Word, first off, it begins to bring discipline in your own life. In other words, keep everything in order, bring everything into check, everything into balance like it's supposed to, okay? But it says then you will know the truth. So we understand that by getting in the Word, you get to know the truth, okay? But it isn't just that. It says that then it says, and that truth shall make you free. All right. Now, understand it again. It's the truth, you know, that makes you free. So that's why you stay with it. Stick with it. Get in the word till you get to know it. A lot of people have heard and I'm, I'm stressing this on purpose because I've taught. What are 30 some years now? I've been teaching of the word of God. And um, for some folks, I've t- I've taught them, you know, uh, quite a while, okay? I've had some folks I've been teaching for over 20 years, okay? And if uh, if you're just hearing it without really an ear to hear, um, a lot of stuff just gets surfaced. So you might have heard a truth, but you haven't got to know a truth. And that's kind of my point here, okay? So there are a lot of folks that have heard truths, and if you say the truth and you explain it again, they say, oh, yeah, I've heard that. They've heard of the truth. Okay, and they might even be able to quote the truth, but have they come to know the truth? That's the key, because it's the things you get to know that brings the liberty and freedom in your life, amen? And so I want you to know that because of the things we're dealing with here. You know, you've heard me as your pastor say many times, you know, good God, bad devil. Yeah, and you, you're real quick, you know, I can say good God, and you're real quick to just respond bad devil, you know, but it's, it's knowing that, okay? It's not just, you know, having heard that, it's knowing it, amen, because if you're not aware of a good God and a bad enemy, okay, then what happens is you go along in life and not even realize that the enemy uh, has been given place and taken advantage of you or your household, your family, um, you know, coming in to steal when you don't even realize that's what's going on, or to take or kill, whatever, all this stuff that he does, if you are if you don't come to know it, and I'm stressing this, I know, but if you don't come to know it, okay, he just continues to take, okay? And you might go along thinking, well, that was, you know, that wasn't, uh, uh, you know, that was just Way life is, you know, you just accept it as that—that's the way life is, and not even realize the whole time the enemy's stealing from you. Okay, now what I want to do here, um, let's do this. Let's go to Galatians chapter three, please. Galatians chapter three, and uh, I got a bunch of references I want to go to, but I'm just trying to feel it out here. How best way to uh, attack this thing? Um. I'll tell you what, let's just read the text here out of Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14 is where I want to go today. It says, uh, Christ has redeemed us. In other words, paid a price. Amen. He's paid a price for you and me. He's redeemed us, here we go, from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. In other words, uh, you know, he became that, all right? He, he you know, received all that, took on, on our stead, on our behalf, amen, he Took the curse on, amen, so we wouldn't have to, okay? And then the punishment for that, amen, so we wouldn't have to, okay? Um, You know, that, you know, he took on our unrighteousness to give us his righteousness, you know? It's just, we can just kind of go on and on and on, you know? Uh, He paid a price for healing, you know, and took our sickness and our infirmities to give us healing, okay? To give us, he took our shackles, our uh, bondage, uh, and 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 gave us His freedom, okay? You know, we just kind of go on and on and on of this great, in a sense, a substitute that He became on our behalf. Well, this one's talking about He became the curse, so we wouldn't have to operate under the curse, okay? So anyway, uh, He became a curse for us, and it says, as it is written, in other words, a reference here, uh, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, and that's, of course, out of Deuteronomy. Verse 14 says this. Why did he do all this? So that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, which would be you and me, okay, so those in Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith, okay, which is talking about uh, the liberty and the, uh, you know, justification and liberty by the Spirit of God. And all this, he's talking about the blessing, okay? So he's bringing out the difference between the curse and the blessing in this text, okay? There's a lot more actually being said than that. But he really brings out in here, there's a difference between the blessing and the curse. Now, the blessing being an empowerment for you to increase or succeed, uh, speaks of, uh, you know, uh, promotion and, 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 and rising to the top, whereas the curse is just the complete opposite, okay? A taking, uh, a bringing down, uh, you know, it's, it, there ain't nothing good about the curse, and so uh, what we see is a difference, okay? And what we have been delivered from is the curse, all right, so that the blessing, he paid a price so that the blessing would come upon you and me. Now, we should be walking in the blessing. That's, the, that's really what's being said in this text because of what Jesus has done. The price that he paid, all that he did, was so that you are part of it anyway, for, so that you could walk in the blessing and steer clear of the curse. Okay, so with that said, let's go to Deuteronomy because you got to kind of, you know, kind of go back into there to kind of find out what's going on here. So Deuteronomy, and I'm going to do, I'm going to go to verse, or chapter 30, okay, chapter 30 is where we're going to start. Chapter 30, praise the Lord. Now you say, well, why, why are you doing all this? Well, people get stuff mixed up. And uh, they get confused about some things, and if they don't know the difference between the blessing and the curse, they go along accepting the curse, thinking it's okay. And when it ain't okay, um, because mainly because of out of ignorance or deception or uh, confusion, okay, they they don't they don't know that. You know, a lot of people make comments. You know, like uh, I, you know, the years I've heard stuff like, you know, this bad thing happened to me was a blessing. Well. Nothing bad that ever happens to you is a blessing, okay? That's a confusion, okay? Well, you don't understand that God did this to teach me something. Well, first off, you got that confused. God don't have to do anything bad to you to teach you anything. God's been trying to teach you all along. It might have took a bad thing for you to wake up and look up, but God didn't do the bad, okay? God didn't create or use the curse uh, to, to somehow instruct you, okay? See, you might have just got woke up because the curse slapped you upside the head. And, that's, and we, we give God praise that you woke up. We give God praise that you looked up. We give God praise that you finally, uh, you know, no matter where you got, maybe you hit rock bottom or whatever, but at least you finally looked up, that we rejoice in, right? But not the fact that the curse uh, you know, manifested and, and we're going to give it praise now. We're not going to do that. That's not how it works. All right. Some say, well, I went to prison. That was God sent me to prison. No, God didn't send you to prison. You went to prison based on your own choices and decisions. Okay. No, no, no condemnation. We're not here doing that. But the bottom line is a lot of times we pay a consequence for our own choices and decisions. And maybe that's what it took for us to wake up and look up. But you have to understand that's not the blessing and that's not of God. God was trying to show you all along. God was trying to instruct you all along. God was trying to teach you all along, but you wouldn't listen, okay? And I, I've been there. I was there early on in my life, okay? I didn't I didn't look up. It maybe took a few negative things to slap me upside the head before I finally woke up and looked up, all right? But God wasn't the author of that stuff, all right? There's times, too, people say, well, you know, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, you know, uh, some... Statements like that, you know, you've heard sometimes at funerals or something, and it's a quote out of Job. But, yeah, you know, you don't want to be quoting that because it's wrong. Because the gentleman that quoted that or that said that that you're quoting was rebuked by God for saying it. So a lot of times he it it gets off, and you say, well, what is all that? Listen, this is how we get off. We start we start calling good uh, evil and evil good. Okay, we get light and dark mixed up, bitter and sweet mixed up. We get it mixed up, all right? God doesn't give and take. God gives, the enemy takes, all right? That's just the facts, all right? Uh, another one might be, you know, I've heard people say, well, poverty is a blessing and wealth is a curse, which is so far from the truth. It's just the complete opposite. Somebody said, well, no, no, uh, you know, uh, wealth is a curse. No, it ain't. Well, it says that the the money is the root of all evil. No, the love of money is the root of all evil. Somebody said, well, no, no, you know, prosperity ruins you. No, it says the prosperity will ruin a fool. See, you got it, you got it, you can't get it mixed up because pretty soon then, I'll just say it this way, you can't have what you bad mouth. You can't have what you talk against. So if you get this all confused and you start calling the blessing a curse and the curse a blessing, you're setting yourself up to walk in the curse. And that's what the enemy wants, all because we're confused, all because we, we, we lack some understanding, okay? We don't know the difference, all right? And so I feel like this is something that we got to get a hold of, all right, so that you know when the curse is manifesting around your life or in your household or whatever, you understand that's the enemy trying to take from you. But if you don't know that's what it is, then you don't address it, you don't resist it and you just let it continue to take. All right? And so we we got to understand these things, all right? Listen, the enemy's already getting away with a lot. The last thing we want to do is give him place and let him continue to do it or let him have more than, you know what I'm saying? We just got to we got to address these things and deal with these things, praise God. Anyway, all right, so Deuteronomy 30 Verse 19 he said, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Now, that's verse 19 he said, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. Now, the reason being is, listen, you ain't going to have any. What he's telling him is, I've, I've I explained this all to you now. He said and that's what he did. See, the last two chapters, he's talked about the difference between the blessing and the curse. All right. And so he says, listen, I've laid this out here, okay, life, death, blessing, curse, okay? There's a difference, okay? And then he explained, you know, this is how you get the blessing operating in your life, and this is what you do or don't do that causes the curse to operate, okay? Now, my emphasis today is not necessarily getting or instructing you on how to get the fullness of the blessing and manifestation in your life so much as I'm trying today to show you the difference, okay? And if you understand that, you're more apt then to, to know, praise God, when you're doing right or doing wrong or obeying or not obeying or following God or not following God. And then when this stuff begins to manifest, you know, hey, that's the curse or, hey, this is the blessing. You know the difference, praise God, all right? It just helps, all right? Now, it says here, I call heaven and earth today as witnesses against you that I have placed before you the blessing, or probably life and death, blessing and cursing. Okay, so what he's saying is this, I've laid it out, and that's what he did. Okay, and we're going to go back and look at this in chapter 28 here in a minute. Okay, so he said, I laid it out to you. Okay, now he said, you choose life. You make a choice here. Okay, you choose life. Why? Because it not only affects your life, it affects the lives of those around you all right, that you and your descendants may live, okay? And then, of course, it goes on. It says choose him as life, right, to love him, obey him, and cling to him, all right? This is kind of how it you get it working in your life, all right? But he's making it real clear there's there's life, there's death, there's blessing, and a curse. Choose life. Now, I'm just going to say this, okay? When he says to choose life, he's not talking about some temporary decision that you make, Okay? Or I could say how did uh, uh, one of these ways here uh, make some mo- uh, momentary selection. There's a, one of the words I kind of used earlier. Uh, momentary selection, okay? Uh, he's talking about make being more resolute about some things. okay? Now that's why to me, I'm addressing these things. I know I'm kind of really hammering on this today, but the reason I'm addressing it is because, You know, if I said this is the blessing, this is life, this is the curse, this is death, anybody in their dog is going to say, well, duh, I'm going to choose life, right? And and, and momentarily, you'll make a selection, the right selection, because it's like that's a no-brainer, right? But I have found that as you move on in life, if you don't make something resolute, if you don't choose this day which way you're going, if you don't choose this day who you'll serve, you'll be all over the map, especially if you're not aware of what the curse is and you just accept it as everyday living. All right. And so that's why today I'm really stressing it. So he said, listen, I've laid it out. So let's let's go to chapter twenty eight where he begins to lay this out. And um, Let's see here. Verse, well, we'll go ahead and read verse 1. And uh, again, this is about getting it in, in operation. Now, uh, it shall come to pass uh, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, which is obviously the key. Okay, Old Covenant, New Covenant, didn't matter. You go, I can, I'm, believe me, that's, that's the key, following God. Follow God every day. You do that, you open the door for the blessing. If you, you don't follow God, guess what? It, it opens the door to a bunch of other mess, all right? But again, like I said, today is not necessarily my emphasis about obeying. It's about, it's about knowing the difference, really. That's what I'm trying to stress here today. So if you come, it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commands or utterances, so it's not just talking about like a Ten Commandment thing. It's talking about everything that He, he talks to you about throughout the day. Like He might say, don't worry. Well, that's not just some friendly suggestion, that's an utterance from God, a command from God for you to not put faith in some fearful thing, worry, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. He deals with that, and that's just one of a thousand things he may talk to you about, okay? So he's talking about every day, you know, today if you'll hear his voice, right, and then follow it, it'll set the stage for either the blessing, and if you don't do it, it, it'll open the door for the enemy to, to take, all right? Anyway, uh, it says that if you, uh, 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 let's see, serve carefully all His commands, and which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. In other words, he's talking about promotion here, advancement, and it really refers to in rank or position here, above all nations or peoples, and all these blessings. So now he's starting to get ready to define it here. All these blessings shall come upon you, right, and overtake you, which is a nice thing, right, because, why you've obeyed the voice of the Lord your God. Okay, so now let's look at the blessings, okay. First, he says, blessed you shall be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country, okay. Now, uh, it's talking about placement, okay, encampment, or, uh, you know, the city, or the country. is talking about open area, and the point being made is it doesn't matter whether you're in the city or in the country. Now, listen, if you're following God, that's the key, right? But if you're in the city, you can be blessed in the city. You can be blessed in the country, okay? That means, you know, you're you're not in the country and then trying to get to the city thinking that's your way to get blessed. No, you can be blessed in the country, okay? Or you're not in the city thinking, if I don't get to the country, I'll never be blessed. That's not true, okay? Now, if God calls you to the country you go there. If God calls you to the city, you go there, right? Right? Come on now. But the point is that you can walk and operate in in an advancement, increase the blessing and empowerment of of success, whether you're in the city or whether you're in the country, as long as you're following Him, right? That's, That's the key there. Okay. Now, what I'm doing here from verse three on here, it's talking about, it defines for about 10 verses in here. It kind of brings a definition of what we refer to as the blessing of Abraham, okay? And uh, which we read about there in in Galatians 3. But you get about, you know, down to like verse 16 and about 10 verses there it does the flip, it does the complete opposite defining the curse, okay? So I'm going to kind of as I go through this kind of I'm talking about the difference, okay? Okay? So this one's talking about being blessed in the city, blessed in the country, whereas the flip side is you can be if you're not following him, you can be you know, curse no matter whether you're in the city or in the country, okay? So, amen. So, anyway, praise God. We want to be blessed. Verse 4 says this, blessed shall you be in the fruit of your body. And that literally means offspring. So, it's talking about your kids, your children, okay, your children, and your children's children, okay? So, it's talking about here, uh, you can be blessed. Your children ought to be blessed. Why? Because you're blessed, Right? Okay, now the opposite of that, of course, they're not going to be blessed. We don't want that. We want them blessed, right? Okay, so, uh, you know, it says here that your kids can be blessed, which is a great promise. You know, when you're, when you're raising your kids, you know, not only are you walking in the blessing, and, and, and as it said there in Deuteronomy 30, you're, you're choosing life that you and your descendants may live. You and your, your offspring, you and your kids, your grandkids, and anybody else, right? For that no matter who you have influence over can walk in that blessing, okay? So it says, blessed shall you be um, in the fruit of your body and then in the produce of your ground. It's talking about crops, okay? Now, back in this day, of course, they probably mostly was about crops and about livestock and, and that kind of thing. Nowadays, it's not everybody's that way, okay? Um, not everybody is growing crops, okay? But for those of you who are growing crops, I mean, whether we're talking about, you know, you got, Fields, acres, and fields of 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 produce pro- crops, whatever it is, uh, you you can receive the blessing over that. It could be just you got a garden, okay. We we have a garden at home, and so you know that's one of our. We pray that it it's blessed, right? It prospers, right? So it it grows good, it grows in abundance, all right. It does what it's supposed to do, all right. So that's one of the promises. Then it also says uh, blessed. Um, in the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks, okay? So if you've got animals, okay, the Word says you could be blessed and increased, empowered to increase in, in your flocks, okay? We have, we have those in our congregation who have uh, herds, who have got cattle, okay, or have got other livestock, okay? They believe for the blessing in those things, all right? So they they do their best to hear from above and follow, right? To keep the blessing in operation in their life. Amen. And as a result of it, they walk in that blessing, okay? Uh, so if you've got, you got herds, you got cattle, you got other livestock, whatever, be standing on the promise, okay? If something is taking or they're they're dying out, okay, that's curse. Okay? So you have to say, okay, I resist the curse. Don't just accept death, okay, or to be stolen from as some part of, you know, it's just the way it goes. It's just a part of life. Now, hang on, okay? It could be the enemy somehow slithered in there and taking, okay? So you you stand and you resist. And if the enemy's taken, come on now. First off, you resist. You get your, you know, your... Uh, you submit yourself to God. Get your direction. You resist your enemy. God may tell you take a stand right now and and uh, you'll stand for sevenfold return for what was stolen from you. I mean, we got all kinds of promises in the Word of God that you can deal with this. But if you just lay there and let him steal from you, then you could be missing out on part of your harvest, your increase, your inheritance. Definitely. You'll be missing out on part of the blessing, okay? So you got to know the difference, okay? All right. B- verse 5, blessed shall you be, uh, blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl, it says in the New King James, okay? Which is referring to, if you put it in today's vernacular, it's going to be talking about uh, your cupboard's full, your freezer's full, fridge is full, Okay. Your pantry's full, okay? In other words, you have, when it comes time to food, when it come, you, have, you have what it takes to feed your family, okay? You have everything you need. Everything's full. Everything's the way it should be. You have more than enough, not only for your household, but to be a blessing to somebody else. Amen. That's what it's talking about, okay? If you don't have, you know, that, then you have to understand that's that's under the curse. Now, I'm going to say this, okay? We're not sitting here condemning anybody because the curse is in manifestation in your life. We're telling you, know the difference. Don't just accept lack, okay, as okay. It ain't okay. Not for a child of God it is not. It's not okay, okay? So you got to stand in who you are as a child of God, know who your God is, know who your enemy is, and you got to learn to resist your enemy if the enemy... Is 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 stealing, killing, and destroying in your household? You got to resist it, all right. Don't just accept it. Well, that's just that's just the way it is, you know. You know, sometimes this, sometimes whoa, 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 whoa. Come on now, come on now. We're talking about knowing the difference. Okay, now you ain't about. I don't at least I don't know anybody that would. Um, you know, most people I know, if they if some thief come knocking at their door and says, "I'm here to take everything you got." you know, they're probably going to step outside with a ball bat or a pistol in their hand or something and say, I don't think you're going to do that here. And you know, when it comes time to a natural thief, uh, you know, people are going to stand on their ground and say, you ain't taking from me. You're not stealing from me, you know. Uh, but the enemy slithers in and does it all the time to people. And they just accept it like it's just the way it is. You lose some, you gain some, you, you whatever. That's just kind of how they roll with it. It's like you know rolling dice or something. You know, they think you know, win some, you lose some, you know, and that's not how we're meant to live as a child of God. I know I'm stressing this a lot, but I, I get grieved in my heart when I see people that just allow the enemy to steal from them. And it hurts my heart when I see my own uh you know parishioners or family members where the enemy just slithers in there and takes. And they just accept it like it's just a part of life. When all along they could resist it and shut it down and allow the blessing to continue to flourish in their life. All right. So the word, you know, there's a, a, a you know, on the, you get a little bit further in the chapter, it does the opposite. It shows you what the curse is coming in and take it, takes out of your household, takes out of your fields, takes your crops. All right. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, even uh, maybe I'll just toss this out right here, too. You know, a lot of times, if you read on, it almost sounds like you know God's doing the bad and all, which it isn't. If you study it in the Hebrew, it's the total opposite. Uh, the word's real clear about how this operates. There's a thing called the hoopah, which is the covering of God, and when you're under the hoopah, okay, it's the blessing. In other words, you're blessed coming in and going out in the city, in the country, right? But when the when it's when it's lifted, okay, you're you're not. You're un- now you're exposed to the elements, which is out there. Everything's cursed, okay? But the implication of all of this, and I'm just going to throw this out here right now, that it's not that God necessarily puts on, takes off. It's about you making the first choice because it's what is rightly dividing the word here. It says this, as you draw near, He draws near. Well, what happens when you pull back? And, and if you stop and you think about it, okay, if you draw near and he draws near, then where was he? I, you say, what? What? Now, get this. Okay, so when you draw near, he draws near. When you pull back, he pulls back. Because God is never going to force anything on you. All right? If, if, if you're not going to fight for what's yours, if you're not going to stand your ground, resist the enemy, instead you're just going to let him steal, God isn't going to enforce anything. That's up to you to enforce it. But He's there for you the whole time. So as you draw near, He's right there. So the blessing is always available. That's kind of what we were trying to get at there in Galatians 3, that the what Jesus did made a way so the blessing could always be available to you, all right? That the blessing of Abraham would always be available, okay? Well, why is that? Because you, you've placed yourself, okay, under the hoopah, okay, the 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 covering of God, the blessing of God, all right. You're, but if you're gonna if you're gonna let the enemy, you just you know, you're somehow pulling back, or you're gonna let the enemy steal. You got to understand that it's gonna happen, okay? Because it's just what it is out there. You go out there in the elements, you're exposed. Well, I hope I'm making sense to you. The, you know, we so many times, you know, that's why I think where the, a lot of this confusion comes in or why it's so necessary to not be confused. Because a lot of times we as Christians, we think, you know, which is a deception here, we think everything that happens is God, which is wrong. Okay, there's a lot of stuff that goes down that has nothing to do with God. But somehow God gets to blame for it. You know, it's like that little quote I said earlier, they might be quoting, you know, the Lord taketh and the, or the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. You know, bless His holy name. Well, that, that sounds spiritual, but it's it's uh, wrong. It's off, okay? Because God doesn't take; He's not a taker, all right. He's a giver, all right. And He'll lead you and guide you, so you're always walking in the abundant life if you let Him lead you, all right. But if you choose, I'm going to go my own route and always, okay? Then what happens is you pull out from under, and the next thing you know, you're exposed, okay? And but people especially as Christians, okay, they they just want to think that everything is just, you know, honky-dory out there and everything's going to be all right because God's in control. Well, maybe God isn't. You think, oh, pastor, did you really? Maybe God's not in control of that situation because nobody's letting Him be in control. Nobody's giving Him place. And it could be in your own household. There could be things operating in your own household that's of the curse because you're not given God place in that. So, he, there, so in that area of your life, you may not be under that covering. You might be over here roaming around out here. The whole time, the blessing's there. Okay, the covering's there. It's available. That's why you draw near to Him. All right, and that's why even we read there in Deuteronomy 30, it says you got to make that choice You know, if you love God with all and you you obey and you follow Him and you cling to Him, guess what? You'll always remain connected to the blessing. But if you're going to go out here and live whatever, and especially out of some ignorance and not even knowing the difference, and that's really what I'm stressing here today, okay? If you don't even know it, you're going along thinking that this bad thing happening to you must be God trying to teach you something or show you something when all along it's just the enemy stealing, and you got to resist that stuff. And if you need to make some adjustments, you make the adjustments. If you gotta, if you gotta go back and make something right, then make it right. You know, whatever. Uh, but it, but we follow God. We lean on God. We draw near to God. And guess what? That blessing stays intact. Praise God. Oh hallelujah. Amen. And so I just thought maybe I toss that out there so you kind of understand how this thing works. All right. So let's look now. Verse uh, 6, it says this, and I'm still in Deuteronomy 28. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out, okay? And that really refers to as you apply yourself into things or as you proceed in things, okay? Okay, so whether... You know you're you're moving forward with certain things, whether you're you're an op- operating something or whether you're moving forward to advance into something else, do something different. He says, "In you're coming in, you're going out." That's what it's referring to. In other words, no matter whether you're you're applying yourself to something you've already got going, or whether you're reaching out into something different, Amen. The word's real clear that you can walk in the blessing of that. Okay, of course, again, it's it's being led and following Him, and as a result of it, you can walk in that blessing. Okay, it's just the emphasis he's trying to make is you can always be under the blessing, okay? You don't ever have to accept the curse. And if the curse is in manifestation, if you know the difference and you can call that and say, hey, that's the curse, okay? I'm, I'm being stolen from right now. I'm being, uh, you know, the stealing, killing, and destroying is going, oppression's going on here. Okay, deception, whatever, whatever it is, you know, uh, accusation, all kinds of things that we, you know, we studied the last couple of weeks here. Okay, is happening, then you know, okay, that's of the curse. So why is that operating? Because I don't need to accept that. So that means either, either the enemy has just slithered in here. Or somehow I've opened the door to it, regardless. It doesn't matter how, there's no condemnation or shame on it. You just know, okay, I'm gonna get that thing shut back down, get back under the blessing where I belong, praise God, or resist my enemy, take a stand against it, praise God, the name of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb, whatever it is that, that I, I feel like the Spirit of God's m- leading me towards, maybe take a verse, take a stand. The word says this, it is written, right? Come on now. That's we just do whatever it takes, all right, to resist our enemy. Alright, whatever it is, we just don't accept it. I'm talking about the curse. Okay, we don't accept the curse. All right. We walk in the blessing. Amen. All right. So, verse 7 now. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. Okay? And they shall come against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, the word here enemies, um, adversaries or foes. And it talks about those that come uh, to either steal, kill, or destroy, or oppress, okay? So we're talking about everything we've been dealing with the last few weeks. So here comes the enemy now. It's rising against to Come to steal, come to take. And it says that 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 enemy can be defeated before your faith. In other words, you can watch it go down, praise God, if you take your stand, all right? So part of the blessing is the fact that when the enemies do try to rise against you, amen, they're going to be defeated before you. Now, when it says here, they'll come at you one way and flee seven, what it refers to is the enemies, okay, there may be multiple things, but they're all united coming at you. And some of you may think, yeah, man, I've been there, man. It seemed like you know all hell's broke loose everywhere on every, on every front right now, and everything's been united against me. See, uh, they may all be coming at you one way, but because you're standing in who you are as a child of God, under the blessing of God, following God, hallelujah, they're going to flee seven, which means they're going to be, literally it's going to be scattered, okay? Uh, The word seven, again, means complete, and it means they'll be completely scattered, okay? They'll flee seven, which means uh, literally uh, they'll be uh, completely divided. So they came at you united, but they're going to be completely divided and scattered, okay? And that's all comes as part of the blessing. Now, under the curse, it's the opposite. Here they come. They keep taming. Uh, you know, they bring in all their ugly cousins and and uh, you know, uh, and all, everything else. They all come and they all keep taking. And they and that's what the curse does. All right. But the blessing, amen, is that when the enemies try to rise against you, bang! They're being dispersed. They're being scattered. All right. They're being destroyed. All right. Completely. Uh, destroyed or annihilated before your face. I love that. In other words, you get to see it. That's part of the blessing, isn't that good? Verse eight says this: The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. All right. The word storehouses uh, is referred to everything from like barns, depositories, or banks. Okay, so that's what we would have as a depository. Okay. Uh, some people have, you know, still have barns. They have grain bins. All that kind of stuff would be considered under that same thing Uh, for uh, maybe a person out there that maybe doesn't have crops or that kind of thing, but they have uh, a bank, okay, Uh, a credit union, whatever it is, and they have accounts within those things that are depositories. In other words, that's where you will bring increase. And it says He'll literally cause uh, the blessing or increase even into your accounts, all right, which means there's wealth increase, okay, and Uh, The Word says this in Proverbs 10, that uh, the blessing makes one rich and he has no sorrow with it, okay? So there's nothing wrong with having an increase of wealth, okay? It's just don't be foolish with it, right? We talked earlier, all right? Just don't don't have a wrong relation with, with money or wealth or finance, okay? If you will maintain a right relationship with that, then God can keep bringing the increase in that. Now, if you're constantly broke, busted, and disgusted, you can't, you can't ever make ends meet. You have to understand, okay, that's the curse in operation. Now, I'm, I'm stressing this every single time, I think, on this, but I'm letting it be known. There's no condemnation if that's happening. Just be aware that that is not what the Lord has intended for you. The curse is not what you need. The curse is never acceptable. You need to resist the enemy, so if these kind of things are not manifesting like they should, then the enemy's taking, then you got to stand your ground against it. And it could just be the area of resistance again, or it could be God says, listen, I'm trying to lead you here, follow when I lead you. Okay, the next thing it says in that verse, it says, and in all to which we set our hand to, he will bless you in the land with, with, the, with which the Lord your God is giving you. Okay, so it's this is talking about Uh, Everything from investments um, to um, direction, Uh, the word set your hand referring to like business ventures, opportunities, jobs, all of that fits into here as you study this out. So he's saying that, listen, he will guide you in the area of all your business ventures, um, in investments, um, properties, buying and selling properties. He's leading, he's guiding, That's all of this is wrapped up in this. Somebody said, Well, I don't have any of that stuff. Well, then start praying about maybe God will do that for you. Okay, God will give you, you know, the word even talks about creative ideas, witty inventions. This is all scriptural, these are all part of the promises. And this is when you come under the blessing, you open yourself up for all of that. Boy, I hope you're hearing this. You, you just literally set the stage for all of this to begin to happen. All of a sudden, God leads you to buy a piece of property or to. Uh, to get involved with this or to, uh, to connect with this and to start doing this or uh, start building this. or I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that he does, and this is what it's talking about. Now, when you get into the curse side of this thing, it says that everything you venture out to do completely falls flat on its face, and, the, and you constantly lose at every venture. At every turn, you lose out at everything. Somebody said, well, I've had that happen. That's why I don't ever get involved with anything. No, you got to understand, that's the curse. And you don't just accept it as the way of life. You start resisting that. Don't just accept it. And then get in there and submit yourself to God and let God begin to lead you again, amen, to get involved with this or do that or a certain certain way to pray or to, to resist your enemy, to push him back. See, it could just be, that you were doing some right things and the enemy just slithered in there because you didn't know any difference. And he just took everything from you. Well, then he needs to pay back sevenfold, praise God. Hallelujah. And every seed you're sowing, praise God, a hundredfold return. I mean, you stand your ground under the blessing. Don't you let the curse uh, operate in your life. You will resist that thing. But see, if you don't know the difference, you just go along thinking that's just you win some and you lose some. Not as a child of God. That's not how it's designed. A child of God should win every time. A child of God should be the top. All right. That blessing comes on them and overtakes them. All right. They rise above all other nations, all other peoples. You're different. Everywhere you go, you're on top. Kind of getting ahead of myself, but that's that's the way it's supposed to work for you. And Jesus paid a price, so that would would happen for you, all right? The price was paid. So if the curse is in manifestation, then you have to stop and say, first off, that ain't right, so you start resisting that, okay? And then begin to be aware, be attentive if the God starts leading you to do something different, okay, or how to do it, and follow that so the blessing will manifest. Say, Pastor, you keep on stressing this. I am doing this because if you just go along without, without an understanding of the difference between the blessing and the curse, the enemy will constantly take. That is his purpose, to steal, kill, destroy, steal, kill, and take. Jesus, I came that you might have life and life more abundant. I mean, just understanding a revelation of the life you're called to, Puts all of this in order, okay? Just knowing that you walk in absolute life, absent of curse, absent of darkness, absent of uh, of anything of, of the enemy. I mean, you're walking free. You're walking on top. You're walking blessed, praise God. That's what you're called to. And you stop and you think about, well, uh, you know, maybe this is, this is selfish or this, this ain't selfish because you have to understand that you being blessed affects your family, affects your uh, the people you influence, affects those around you, affects your company, affects your business, affects your place of employment. Everywhere you go, the Word says you're called to be a blessing. Well, you can't be a blessing if you're not blessed. Oh, hallelujah. I hope you're hearing this. But if, you don't, if you're not aware of the difference between the blessing and the curse, you go on every day not even realizing you've stepped out from under that, that, bl- that covering and you're getting stolen from because somehow or another we've either opened the door of it or we're just ignorant to it, okay, or uh, deceived or, or confused about some things, all right? And then we go on as children of God accepting these crazy statements that the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Or we accept these statements that, you know, know, he's doing all this to try to teach me something, okay? Which is ridiculous, okay? Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation nor shadow of turning. James 1 tells us that, all right? So we can't be confused about this, all right? Otherwise, the enemy keeps... Taking. All right. Verse uh, nine the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself. Okay. Uh, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commands or utterances, right, of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And it's talking about having an established walk and a connection with him. Part of it is, it's just everywhere you go, you're established in who you are. Amen. What you're called to. I mean, just literally walking in the confidence and the assurance of who you are and who your God is. Amen. There isn't this wavering. You're established in your steps. You're established in your relationship with Him. You're established as a child of God. You're set, you're fixed, you're firm in who you are and where you're going. Under the curse, you're constantly confused. Under the curse, you don't have a clue about what's what, and what's up, what's down, what's in, what's out. You're calling evil, uh, you know, good and good, evil, and what's bitter, uh, you know, sweet, and on and on. I mean, light, dark, you get it all confused. But under the blessing, you're established. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 10, then all the peoples of the earth shall see, why? Because verse 9 is working. Verse 10, then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. Literally speaks of a a sense of respect, awe, and it even does deal with something of fear because they know who you stand for and who you stand with. Now that's a lot of what we see even in this nation. A lot of the reason that they war against the church, they war against the people of God is because they fear you. You better believe it. They know if you get united in who you are and who your God is, you'll take over this nation. Doggone right, we will. That's the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be in charge. But if you don't know that, then what happens is you go along and you believe every, you know, every little lie that comes across the airway, every little thing said on the on the internet. You know, you'll listen to news broadcasts that talk about stuff that just don't even come close to lining up to the book, and you'll believe that stuff. And when you should be, uh, you should be the one on top, you've now come underneath, you're now being the one being, you know, stepped on and mowed over. Instead of being the one that they back up and say, you know, they'll give you some respect, some all oh, they're, they're gonna respect the fact of who you are and what you stand for because of the God that you serve. Praise God. And that's all part of the blessing. Now I'm telling you, a lot of this stuff going on in this nation is because of curse, not blessing. So this is part of your blessing. And if everybody gets a hold of that, so I'm talking about the ch- the church, the body of Christ, the people of God, the children of God, if they get a hold of this, amen, I guarantee you, you rise to the top. Pretty soon they're all doing, you know, they're, you know, they, they can't stop what you're doing. I'll just say that, all right? Uh, Verse 11, and the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. Now, this is talking about everyday dealings here, okay? In a sense, it kind of almost repeats it, but just talk about every day this kind of thing flows. He will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in the land with which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. In other words, every day you're going to see this thing working and flowing, okay? You get into the curse, it says just the complete opposite. Every day you're losing out. Every day you're, you know, you're, you're, you're living by the sweat of your brow and got holes in the pocket. So every time you you put the paycheck in there, pfft, it just all spills out everywhere. Yeah, you never have it. You never have enough. Come on now, you're broke. You're busted. You're disgusted. And if you don't watch it, pretty soon you just think that's a part of life, and you pass it down from generation to generation. Okay, my dad was broke, busted, and disgusted. My grandpa was broke, busted, and disgusted. I might as well be broke, busted, and disgusted. And I ain't picking on anybody, I'm just telling you, sometimes that's the way it is. We get this mindset, we think that's just the way life is. It is not for the child of God. That is not how it was designed to operate, all right? Verse 12, the Lord will open to you his good treasure Okay, it's talking about favor, but talking about the windows of heaven here opening up, okay, to give you the rain to your land in its season, to bless all the work of your hand, and you shall lend to many nations, and you shall not borrow. It's talking here about favor, and it's talking about debt-free living, okay? All this is talking about increasing your life. You walk in the blessing, you walk in the favor of God everywhere you go. It seems like the, the windows of heaven are always open over you. Praise God. God is always favoring you. Remember, we talked about before about kind of like that advantage, that part of that Zoe life, that abundant life is about God's constantly giving you the advantage. Why? Because of who you serve. I mean, we we sit here, you know, every day of our life, for the most part, we're looking through a knothole, you know, in, in at life. And we just kind of see things a certain way. God's, you know, up there looking down, you know, uh, you know, from uh, from above and he sees the whole picture. So you automatically, when you yield to God, you automatically yield to the advantage. Okay? So you automatically are going to have favor because, you know, you're you're trying to, you know, see which way to turn, which way to go, what's around the bend, what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen in a year. God knows all those things. So when you begin to submit yourself and stay under that covering, under that blessing, see, you always have the advantage. You always walk in the favor of God. You always know when to buy, when to sell. You know when to sign on the dotted line, when not to. You know who to partner with, who not to. I mean, it's amazing how this all starts flowing and working for you, praise the Lord, all because you're walking under the blessing, all right? Again, the curse, complete opposite, okay? Missing out everywhere, never in the right place, never at the, you know, just, just nonstop bad going on. Verse 13. And the Lord will make you the head, and not the tail. Okay, and you shall be above only, and not beneath. Why? Because you gave heed to His utterances, you gave heed to His commands. Okay, All right? Praise God. And uh, and it says uh, the commands of the Lord your God, which you which you are pardon, which I command you today, and be careful to observe them. And I just want to say this. And every time you read that, it's updated. He said today, and in fact, it's the same thing he, he quoted there in Hebrews. Okay, about today, if you hear His voice. Now, God's trying to talk to you every day and lead you. Okay, now anyway, back to this verse. Okay, the head, not the tail, above only, not beneath. Okay, the word uh, above here, or head, talking about, uh, means, uh, is the Hebrew word rosh, which means top, in place, time, and rank. The word tail, is uh, zanab, I believe is the Hebrew word, and it means uh, literally and figuratively the tail. Literally and figuratively the tail. Nobody wants to be hanging out by the tail, I'm just telling. Okay, anyway, literally and figuratively, okay, you are not called to be anywhere near the tail, okay? You're called to be a part of the head, okay? If you stay connected to Him as the head, amen, guess what? You remain on top, remain the head. Now, from here on, it talks about, you know, the curse, or defining it. And like I said, from about like verse 16 on, it begins to kind of, define, it really just flips those 10 verses we just went through. It flips them completely opposite, and then it goes on and it expands on what the curse is, okay? It begins to give even some clarity, and I challenge you sometime to go back through this and look at this, okay? But it, it, it brings out uh, sickness and disease as part of the curse. So if sickness and disease is an operation, you know it's part of the curse. You don't just accept it as a part of life. Now, I just challenged uh, many of you right now on your own doctrines, okay, and your own little thought processes, okay? Sickness and disease, I don't care how you cut it, is of the curse. It's of the curse. So if you just accept it, Then you have to understand you've allowed the thief to steal, kill, destroy. All right. So when sickness and disease try to manifest itself in your body or in your household or your family, you got to begin to resist it. But if you don't know it's of the curse, you just bump along in life like everybody. That's just the way it is. Yeah, whatever. No, resist it. All right. We see in this in this talks about everything from mental issues, mental problems, mental issues, relational issues, marriage issues, uh, things about your assets and your possessions being stolen, even talks about your kids and your family, uh, losing them, all part of the curse. Uh, It talks about everything from business endeavors. It goes a little bit deeper into that, talking about missing out on all business ventures and endeavors. It just you constantly being consumed instead of winning, you're always losing. Debt problems, okay? It just no matter what you do, you always end up in debt. It's referring to the curse. All of these things are dealing with the curse. And the reason I'm, I'm bringing these out is because we we go along and we think that's just part of life and we accept it because we don't know the difference. We've never eliminated the confusion on this It talks about bondage and coming under slavery and it's not just talking about you know like you know you know slavery like sometimes our, our head goes you know back you know a couple hundred years talking about no you could come under you could be right here living in you know a decent uh, you know place and and still be under slavery of the enemy under bondage, under shackled and chained down because you can't move forward in anything because you're under you're under bondage, you're under slavery. Okay? And it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter your color. Doesn't matter uh, your your financial status, doesn't matter uh, your educational status. It, it, none of this stuff matters. The enemy don't care where you're at, what you've come from. All he wants to do is put you under bondage pull you under slavery, dictate, hook you by the nose and steer you anywhere he wants to. Now, all of that's listed under the curse. It literally, there's like, I don't know what it is, like 50, 50 60 verses here that just define the curse, and all of it just about makes you nauseous, okay? It just, It's just like, wow, that's horrible, that's ugly, nobody wants that to happen. Nobody wants that to uh, manifest in their life. Nobody wants that to, uh, to manifest in their families. Nobody wants that to happen in their physical body. No, I mean, we're talking about stuff, even talks about extraordinary plagues, uh, prolonged plagues, uh, serious sicknesses, uh, you know, the diseases of Egypt. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. I mean, it just, it just goes, it's like horrible. Ain't none of this good. Now, I, I'm stressing it because if you don't know that's the curse, then you go on thinking that it's just a part of life and you accept it when all along you need to resist it. But if you don't know the difference, the enemy has such a heyday with people. And I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. All right? You know, sometimes you got to understand the enemy don't care if you sing to God. You don't care if you raise your hands before God and tell your God how much you love him. He don't care. He really don't even care if you accept him as as your Lord and Savior. You have to understand the enemy don't really care much. I mean, it's just whatever. He don't like anybody. He don't want anybody. He don't like anybody. But what he does, he knows that even if you accept him as uh, the Lord, you know, as your savior, he knows if he can keep you, you know, ignorant to some truths, if he can keep you under Under the curse, under bondage, come on, sick, diseased, broke, busted, disgusted. He keeps you all that stuff. It doesn't matter. You you can love God all you want to, and he he just thinks you ain't no threat to anybody because you just you just like everybody else. Even the people out there in the world that don't know God, Uh, we got a lot of people in the body of Christ living no different. It's just because they don't know. So, our attempt with this service and some of the ones previous are trying to bring an awareness of knowing the difference between the blessing and the curse life and death come on now light and dark amen because if you know the difference you're more apt to take a stand amen to maintain under the blessing and to resist the curse i hope you got something today father i give praise and glory once again For a people of God that had an ear to hear and a heart to receive, thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding today, bringing some clarity about some things. But, Lord, I thank you and praise you that we walk under the blessing, that we're free from the curse. Amen. Called to the blessing. Forgive us for the times we've yielded to the curse, but we thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, that you are faithful and just to forgive. We receive it, and we choose to move forward in the blessing For that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash wovictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.